Hello, and welcome back to Weird Thing About That, where me and my fellow players are given a subject, and we have to find the weirdest, coolest, funniest, or most interesting story about that subject. The stories will be scored by our judge, and the winner will be revealed at the end of the episode. Joining me today are my fellow players. We have Chow. Hello. How's it going, Chow? I'm very well, thanks. Yourself? Not bad. I'm sore, actually. I've recently rediscovered exercise, and it's, it's just not doing me any favours. <laughs> <laughs> And also joining me today, Chucky. How's it going? Yo. Yeah, not too bad. Good. And where would we be without our head judge, Joe? How's it going, mate? Hello. Um, yeah, uh, we're recording this in a new and unusual location. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've turned up and there's, there's two wild dogs, which have walked away at the minute, so they won't be making an appearance on this podcast, but they're Wait. just staring at me through the window. Is yeah, that it's... foreshadowing? <laughs> <laughs> Right, uh, Joe, if you don't mind saying what today's subject is. Uh, this week's subject, bodybuilding. Bodybuilding. And who's going first? Uh, you can go first, seeing as how you ask so nicely. Oh, thank you. Your time starts now. On a dark winter's night in November 2019 in Rochester, New York, a robber approached the house of an 82-year-old lady called Willie Murphy at around 11 o'clock at night. In the robber's head, this surely must have seemed like a quick robbery in an easy getaway from a frail old lady. Willie Murphy said she was just getting ready for bed when a man began furiously pounding on the door, shouting, I'm sick, I'm sick, please call an ambulance. She quickly rang the police and wisely didn't allow the man to come inside the house. This is when the man got angry and broke the door down and gained entry into the house. This is where the tables turned on the suspect. What he didn't realise is that the 82-year-old he had broken into the house of was actually an award-winning bodybuilder who frequents the gym every day and is capable of deadlifting 225 pounds, which is over 100 kilograms. Willie, using the dark to her advantage, hid in the shadows while the robber prowled further into the house. And this is where she more literally turned the tables on him. She grabbed the closest object that she could to her and fought back. In her own words, I picked up the table and I went to work on him. The table broke and he was down and she said I just started jumping on him. She kept jumping on him until he was sufficiently injured to stay down on the floor, but she wasn't quite finished there. She then ran and grabbed a bottle of shampoo and again in her own words describes what went on. I grabbed the shampoo and guess what he's still on the floor so I poured it in his face, all of it, the whole thing. I got the broom, he's pulling the broom, I'm hitting him with the broom. Finally the priest, police arrived and him being in such bad shape, they ended up sending the robber to hospital rather than directly to jail. She returned to the gym the very next day to a hero's welcome. I mean, gentlemen, uh, your rebuttals. It's hard to know what to say to that. I mean, if you do get somebody pounding on your door saying, I'm sick, I'm sick. Definitely in these days, that's a case to just not fucking open up right. You know, yeah. So, like, that was 2019. So, yeah, we were still in the, the sort of good time then well yeah i mean maybe sort of hoping that with a woman being 82 years old she might still be living in a more rose-tinted past yeah. where you could open the door to a stranger and help them out but this is you know this is in new york so she's probably a bit wiser a bit more street smart i think um, a table to somebody's face is probably gonna incapacitate so it, it got very extreme rules wrestling there, didn't it? <laughs> this, this almost... oh no oh my god it's the shampoo <laughs> 
Yeah, you thought the table was bad. <laughs> Fucking shampoo. Uh, I think I'd rather have the table. You've got shampoo in your eye in the shower. Like, imagine a whole bottle of it just directly into your face, in your mouth. You know, every, every time I open, like, the shampoo, like, when I close it, I don't. It's like it's been scientifically designed just to flick it right into your fucking eye, man. Like almost every fucking time. So no, yeah, I think that's a. Yeah, I, I would take the Although, table over right. the shampoo. Unless she lived in a flat, she's had to hit him with a table and go stay there. Go upstairs <laughs> yes. to the bathroom, get the shampoo, and then go right. You throw it now, sunshine. It almost seems premeditated. Like, where's? Right, I know where the fucking shampoo is. I'm. <laughs> Like that's the first thing that would come into your mind if you had someone on the floor wears a shampoo. Yeah, that's often well, how I live my life. Yeah, if you've got a table on somebody, the next thing should be the rolling pin, right? I mean, if you're in the kitchen already, frying pan's accessible, rolling pin. But yeah, shampoo. It's not enough she went light on him. It's not enough pain. There's bleach under the sink. It would have gone real dark that yeah, way. Yeah, not, yeah. Dark quickly. Not, not breaking into your house. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> There's not really much good I could get off uh, Urban Dictionary with that. Uh, <laughs> granny? <laughs> oh, no. Do we have to guess? Or are you? Is... No, no. There wasn't, there, was, there wasn't a lot I could do with that. Uh, it just means to throw an object by holding it in both hands and throwing it underhand. Ah, like right, a granny throw like granny in basketball. Throw. Yeah, right. Like she did with the table. <laughs> and the shampoo. <laughs> and, the shampoo. <laughs> and if the police hadn't have arrived, I'm assuming like an acetylene torch. She's, she's jumping on him as well. She's 82 years old. <laughs> she's jumping on I, him. I wanna, I'm going to have to look her up later because she sounds like, yeah. Willie Murphy, her. it's, yeah. I'll buy her a sherry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? Uh, let's move around the table. Chucky. All right. So going into this, I didn't know a lot about bodybuilding. Uh, I mean, I knew that lifting heavy objects was a core part of it. And I was also aware of the stereotypes of performance-enhancing drug abuse. What I didn't know, however, was just how true to those stereotypes that bodylifting was. As in 2009, a bodybuilding competition in Belgium was left with no competitors, as they had all fled when anti-doping doctors turned up unannounced. The cheating had been recognised as such a prevalent issue that there is a natural bodybuilding movement that is trying to enforce stricter competitions with athletes who have not used performance-enhancing drugs, which kind of directly makes reference to just how dependent bodybuilders are on performance-enhancing drugs. But when it comes to bodybuilders in general though, one stands out for me, and that's Richard Sandrak. Richard started training when he was a little over two years old. Both his parents were athletic competitors, with his father being a world champion martial artist, and his mother competing in aerobic events. This made Richard's household an environment where training was commonplace, and his father would go on to introduce Richard to various weightlifting training exercises. If Richard ever misbehaved or made mistakes, his father would make him repeat intense exercises as a punishment. Despite this, Richard has said, I've never been forced to train or do anything against my will. My parents used to train all the time and I wanted to join in. It was mostly my choice. It's just what I grew up doing. I was never forced into it. It was never an issue. Richard's intense training led him to become the world's strongest boy being able to bench 180 pounds, and, which is 82 kilograms, uh, when he was just six. This gained him the nickname Little Hercules, which would also become the name of the movie in which he starred, except it was in 3D. And that kind of gives away the time frame, doesn't it? Uh, when 3D <laughs> was still prevalent. Uh, the rub, though, is that for a, a kid younger than 10 to be able to develop his incredible physique, uh, they would require testosterone which is where the performance-enhancing drugs start to creep back in. His mother did deny that he ever took any kinds of drugs, 
but he did also have not just a six pack, but a fucking eight pack. So when it comes to bodybuilding, the weirdest thing seems to be that if you want to go far, you need to use performance enhancing drugs. Allegedly. Gentlemen, your rebuttals. <laughs> just, I love that he was training at two years old because I've got this real Rugrats image in my head of him just like... Pumping iron. Pumping, <laughs> pumping like a little plastic toy above his <laughs> plastic head. dumbbells. <laughs> well, he, he's, um, he's actually from Ukraine. His uh, mum and dad came from there and he moved over to... I think it was Pennsylvania initially and then later to California. But yeah, there was like a TV show on it. Like, I think I've seen a picture of him. Yeah, I have, yeah. yeah. He's, he's just a beast, little right? tiny jacked fella, isn't he? Yeah, that's yeah. it, yeah, yeah. Just... I, just, I love the title, World's Strongest Boy. Roll up, roll up, see Richard, the World's Strongest Boy. It kind of does build it up. Okay, world's oh, Strongest oh, Boy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was like, is this going to be the World's Strongest Man? Because I've heard of this, but no, boy. Like, yeah. Most special boy. Also that appearing the world's tallest midget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, at what point did he stop saying boy and he becomes a man? Well, when he, he kills his father. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's a funny story about his father. His father was imprisoned because... Hilarious. He, well, you, well, it's not ha-ha funny, uh, <laughs> granted, but... Uh, domestic abuse of his wife and all this. And, actually, and his child, by the Well, Well, this is just it, you know... Uh, what he was doing, like, he wasn't allowed to eat any, like, decent food, like pizza or anything like this. It was all, like, lima beans and protein-rich stuff. Leader beans. Le- lima? Lima? No, le- oh, never mind. Oh, Leader beans. No, never mind. <laughs> I don't nope. get that right. No, it's fine. So it's high up in my head. There was Just me. <laughs> no, apologies. But, yeah, yeah. Um, by the time he was 15, he, he, he'd already sort of left that sort of realm of level of training but he was um, just working like he I think his aim then was to be more of a movie star but it never really panned out for him bless him I, think, I didn't know he did a film but I'm going to have to watch that now as well <laughs> Little Hercules 3D so I'm guessing this is about the time where Avatar came out yeah, and 3D yeah, was it, still a, a yeah, thing 2007, 2008 when yeah. everybody had a 3D TV because that was the future and then yeah yeah, no yeah I, d- this, I know People have a rep of like, oh, you're forcing your kids into something. It's not that easy because I've tried forcing my kids into doing loads of things and they're having none of it. Yeah, but have you tried hitting them? Because <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Uh, uh, your Urban Dictionary. Uh, a, perf- a P-E-P. Or a performance-enhancing poop. <laughs> uh, uh, I've kind of got an idea what that might be. Well, hit us up then. Go on. I, this might be more disgusting than the actual. Is it like a poop that will like widen your sphincter? No, to... you're going down the wrong path. <laughs> That's what she said. But go on. No, no, it's uh, an act of going to the toilet before an athletic event in order to be lighter, faster, and not have to do a Paula Radcliffe. <laughs> so, like that sort of actual performance and not a performance of the adult. Filming. Not all guys. rude. Yeah, Chris. Right, I'm, not, I'm unfamiliar with urban addiction. There may, be some, all, there may be some um, scientific credence to that because I was once told by a guy, admittedly a gambling addict, but he always said that if you go to the Greyhound track, always bet on the Greyhound that shits just before it runs. <laughs> <laughs> so, and finally, ciao. Thank you. Eugene Sando is generally considered the first modern era build bodybuilder and is the main, or is the man whom the statue of arguably the most prestigious bodybuilding competition, the Olympia, is based on. The first bodybuilding competition was organised by Eugene and was held at the Royal Albert Hall in 1901 and it was called the Great Competition. 
Bodybuilding gradually grew in popularity until, in subsequent decades until its media coverage brought it to the attention to the general public in the 70s with the prominence of bodybuilders such as Arnold Schwarzenegger and Lou Ferrino. It's also the time period in which the use of anabolic steroids and other drugs designed to help promote uh, and build muscle became commonplace. Schwarzenegger and other bodybuilders have stated publicly that they were using performance enhancing drugs during their careers and the amount of lean muscle mass competitors had during this time increased dramatically. The sport has evolved over the years. Advancements in nutrition, training methods and quote better performance enhancing drugs have meant that competitors have been able to pack on more and more muscle whilst retaining a very low body fat percentage. Subsequently the body the appearance of bodybuilders has changed dramatically too. The last twenty years have seen competitors such as Jay Cutler and Ronnie Coleman attain almost cartoonish physiques. Less priority has been given in competitions nowadays to criteria such as proportional physiques, symmetry and a slim waistline. One critique of old, the old school bodybuilders make of their more modern contemporaries is, is modern builders have bubble gut, a phenomenon, a phenomenon whereby competitors' midsection appears bloated and engorged. This seems to have crept in over the past 15 or 20 years. A lot of bodybuilders are very secretive about what drugs they use in order to enhance their physiques. There isn't much data on the causes of it. Common theory amongst doctors who specialise in performance enhancing drugs state that it might be a consequence of using human half hormone and insulin on top of a high calorie, high carbohydrate diet. Gentlemen, you're a bottle. So, drugs again. Yes. This was prevalent in Chucky's story as well, but it's very, it's so prevalent, isn't it? On on the. Um, it is, and in I mean the industry. It, yeah, they first came. The first came to prominence in the seventies, but they are. With the it's gained it's gained another level since the birth of social media. You get a lot of people who now will speculate about they call them stacks exactly what they're using, and they won't just talk about oh this guy's taking um, steroid uh, steroids. He's taking human growth hormones. He's taking beta blockers. He's right. mixing it in with all kinds of things. Um, they take human health growth yeah human growth hormones, steroids, beta blockers, um, <coughs> fat burners. All of these things, and they, they they try and they're just basically throwing their bodies into it. There was a guy yeah. called Rich Piata who, if you ever watch his YouTube channel, is an interesting character, should we say? But he he died about four or five years ago from organ failure because his heart was just so engorged. Mm. But he was on an absolute mission to have the biggest biceps and the biggest arms. That was his thing. He he wanted enormous sort of biceps and triceps. And he was willing to do whatever it took to get those things. Um, yeah, it's another mindset, isn't it? The, do you know that's some sort of mental illness? Oh, though? absolutely. It's a, it's, it's very, very. You can, you go down it. It's quite sad, really. Uh, body I dysmorphia. It's, it's yeah. male body dysmorphia. There have been. I mean, the, the BBC made a documentary about it a couple of years ago, mm. actually. And there's a lot of people in London, um, you know, and they, they go and they. It's, it, the problem has got exponentially worse since real social media with other filters and these people who are doing it day in day out, and it's their careers. You know, people try and chase it. Um, it is, it is quite. You know, it can be dangerous for them. But I mean, it is steroid use is. If you if you go down the ho- the, the, the rabbit hole a little bit with these things, um, it, it's very very commonplace. A lot of uh, Hollywood actors, in order to get the turnarounds they're getting for for roles, mm. you know, you see people and they're like they get cast and fourteen weeks later. Yeah, they've dropped. Jacked. They're jacked. They've dropped fifteen. Yeah. Well, they've, I mean, they haven't necessarily lost any weight, but what they've done is they've gained fifteen pounds of lean muscle mass yeah. and dropped fifteen pounds of fat. And biologically, 
that's impossible unless you are using a myriad of cocktail of drugs. In they always say, no, I just ate chocolate pudding and worked. Yeah. I had a really, really, really good trainer. Oh, that's the difference, <laughs> yeah. is it? Yeah. yeah. We've seen people like Chris Pratt who've gone from a bit doughy in Parks and Recreation to absolutely jacked in like... Uh, Guardians. Uh, in Guardians. Yeah. I, I can see that over time, though. Yeah, it wasn't but, I mean, like... if you're a professional actor by these massive studios, you probably... And you're told, all right, in 20 weeks' time, I'm going to start filming... They'll probably assign you a dietitian. Yeah, who'll be like and a it's gym just... trainer, and if that's probably all you're doing, like six, seven hours a day, oh, just in the gym. They do, and the, the worm hole goes pretty deep. There are guys who, who are like, there's a guy who works in um, a, a gym in the main mainland USA. I can't remember what it's called now. It's like Bulldogs Gym or something, and NFL teams will get. Um, like private sessions with this guy (laughs) and he will train one or two of their up and coming buddies and yeah and they'll get consultations and all of a sudden the same thing happens to those guys but these it's a much about it's as much about knowing how to cheat the testing yeah as it is about actually (laughs) using it as well it's all part of the game it does just amaze me how it's, it's almost ironic how much they're willing to throw the body into the grinder to make the body look so good yeah they're doing so much damage and yet making it look so good like i've heard before actual um, like sort of bodybuilding competitions or like dehydrate themselves for a couple yeah. of days and then yeah. down like a bottle of red wine just so the skin just really tightens. They call and... it peel. Yeah, they get it peeled and they do. They come out and, you know, you talk to bodybuilders and they're like, do you remember the show? And they're like, no. <laughs> I was so what? dehydrated and I was so jacked to the nines. Primus all works. Apparently draws the moisture out of the skin. Yeah. yeah. Makes well. it tighten. The fucking what? Oh, mate, I'm, I'm shook <laughs> to my very core. I'm like, I've well, had bad red wine hangovers. <laughs> <laughs> Just looking in the mirror like, God, I'm looking fucking cut today. No, I look in the mirror and go, Christ, what was I doing last night? <laughs> <laughs> I don't look like a fatter version of Robert Smith from The Cure. <laughs> I look amazing, but my shit is dark green. Right? <laughs> oh man, The only other thing i got to add, you, yep. you t- talked about the competition in 1901. Mm. Did you know that one of the, the greatest judges, show? Yeah, well, <laughs> one of the competitors was the strongest boy. <laughs> well, ex strongest boy. No, um, one of the judges was Arthur Conan Doyle, the guy who wrote Sherlock Holmes. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, how bizarre no. is that? He crops up a lot. I'm sure. I can't remember. Where he he. I was listening to a podcast and he came up and it was like a really tenuous link <laughs> there as well. But I think Cha-ching. yeah, it was like Victorian society, wasn't there? So was like eight people, <laughs> <laughs> and then just surf. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, your Urban Dictionary from that bubble guts. <laughs> uh, by all means, have a stab at that one. Yeah. Oh. Uh, again, it's not subtle. No. Um, <laughs> probably. I don't know. Something to do with hangover again. They've had too much like I don't know, spicy food and and beer. Or something. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, the noise made in your stomach uh, when your ass is about to burst due to a case of explosive diarrhea. <laughs> so again, not subtle. If uh, we can have our scores, please. Um, I forgot what I'm supposed to be marking this on now. Yeah. Um, it was relevancy. I remember this facts. Uh, integrity. In- validity, maybe? Yeah. The je ne sais quoi. Or? The Joe no sais quoi. Fucking stole your joke. Credit to Chucky for Joe no sais quoi. I'm going to give it to Chal, to be honest. Uh it was very well researched. Thank you. Uh, I've I've learned horrific things that people are prepared to do. For, for like, is it that much money in it? No, it's not. I mean, uh, there's more money in it now. But when it's like say in the nineties, um, there was a guy called Ronnie Corman who I mentioned. He was he was 
he was like the, he got Mr. Olympia in like 2005 to 2010 or more as well I think it was eight or nine time winner um, he was he was a full time police officer um, I mean he looked I mean you see him in his uniform and he's like you would not commit any yeah. crime they because he just eight uniforms together for <laughs> yeah, him yeah he would just <laughs> rip your head off um, tiny little police helmet yeah. on his massive head <laughs> but he's I mean he's in, he's in a wheelchair now due to yeah. fall out of because it there is, a, there is a wrestler called Brian Cage who apparently there is a thing that they will do where they will find new muscles and they will work those muscles because his neck is basically like a fucking trapezoid like you can't get him in a headlock because his neck is so big <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's horrific to see because yeah he's like pyramid head from Silent Hill yeah. <laughs> but yeah um, great again yeah take it away thank you don't forget to follow us on Twitter at WeirdThingPod. Come and say hello. Thanks a lot for listening to another episode. See you next time. Weird thing about that. <laughs>